your ride ready for spring driving with Dobbs Spring Break Deals. Money saver deals you can use on Goodyear, Pirelli, Cooper, Michelin, and General Tires. Expert auto service, too. Click on GoToDobbs.com for spring break deals now. For over two decades, E&B Granite has been St. Louis's trusted name for kitchen, bathroom, and outdoor space renovations that are guaranteed to bring new life into your living spaces. Their skilled team will provide you with personalized customer service, fast turnaround times, and prices you won't find with big box stores. Support local and schedule free consultation at enbgranite.com or call them at 314-645-9300 or better yet, stop by the showroom and explore their massive inventory. Again, that's enbgranite.com. With Michelle Swalman, I'm Randy Carricker. It is 101 ESPN in St. Louis. And Sunday night in Denver, the USA, the new look USA men's soccer team came away with a 3-2 victory over Mexico. To talk about that and more, St. Louis and Taylor Twelveman of ESPN joins us on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Taylor, it's always great to hear your voice. We know you're busy. Thanks for taking some time with us this morning. No problem. How are you two knuckleheads doing? <laughs> we're doing great, Taylor. And this game had everything. I kind of don't even know where to start with you when we're going to unpack this game because you had star power. You had a rivalry. You had a trophy at stake. You had players fighting on the field. You had fans throwing things at players. It just felt like this game was bananas in the best possible way. It was debauch- debauchery at its finest, Michelle. That's that's 100% what it was. I mean, was it aesthetically the most pleasing game to watch? No. Uh, but that's part of a long season for the European-based players on the American and Mexican side. They're coming in and obviously playing at high altitude, so you're going to get a game that's disjointed. The United States gifted Mexico a goal two minutes into the game, and luckily for them, that second goal didn't count because the player was in an offside position. But you had everything. Now, on one hand, I'm going to go off on a tangent and say what the fans did is a complete disgrace. It's completely uncalled for. And quite honestly, if U.S. soccer wants to do anything about it, I would stop hosting Mexican-friendly games in the United States until their fans adjust. And if you've seen it over the last, I'd say, 25 to 35 minutes, Mexico's uh, federation has released a statement that it is completely uncalled for. Now, it's one thing to say something It's another thing to do it. However, you're coming out of a pandemic. You've got your first rivalry game with Mexico that's really felt something in a long, long time because it was being watered down a little bit with friendlies and whatnot. And so then the pandemic takes that away for 18 months, and it comes back, in my word, it came back with a bang. And and a big one for the United States. Listen, the United States needed it more than Mexico even though now the Mexican you know, head coach, Tata Martino, will have more pressure on him and his back's against the wall just because that's how the Mexican Federation works. The United States needed that more so than Mexico. They got it. Was it convincing? No, but it doesn't matter. It was an ex- exciting win that I think gives them some real confidence in the new manager, Greg Berhalter, going forward. Uh, Taylor, I wanted to ask you about Burhalter and uh, the new look, different stars, different faces on the team. And you have long uh, wanted an ascent from U.S. soccer. Just We don't have to get great right away. We just need to, to climb the hill. How do you feel about this climb right now? 
I think the climb is still early on, Randy, if I'm being honest, right? Like you, you look at this and you can get a little, you, you can become a prisoner of the moment a little bit and say, well, look, we just beat Mexico 3-2 for the first time in a meaningful game in almost seven, eight years. And so you say, okay, well, fine. However, how did you do it? You did it by winning set pieces and you did it by a goalkeeper standing on his head. Well, that's a little nostalgic for all U.S. soccer men's fans because that's how they always win these big games. And so the real progression, that hill you're talking about, is the ability to dictate the tempo of the game, to dominate the game in possession. And the United States now has more players playing at the highest level in the world than they've ever had, and yet they're still young. They're still inexperienced. There's still a group of players that's been together very, very little especially now because of the pandemic. And so I I think you've got to be a little realistic about it. Mexico's still a better team, but this victory gives you confidence in the mentality that, you know what, that extra 10 to 12% that you need in big games, you now know you can pull it off. You now know you can come back from two different deficits in that game. So, Randy, it's still beginning, but it is a step in the right direction. I just think people sometimes – lose the sense of what that hill is about. And that hill is playing against the Belgians, the Brazils, the Argentinas, and the Portugals of the world. It's not becoming the best team in your region, and yet that's still a hill that the United States has to climb. And sometimes playing against Trinidad, right, Taylor? That's a hill, too. Yeah, well, hey, Michelle, the good news for everyone else is uh, Trinidad failed to qualify for this World Cup qualifying, so at least the United States is good. Okay, good. Well, you mentioned so much American talent playing at the highest international level. And, you know, when I was looking at this game heading into it, you, you've got so many players, American players, playing abroad. You have Christian Pulisic winning the Champions League. You have Zach Steffen winning the Premier League with Man City. And the question was about chemistry. It's not necessarily is the talent going to be good good enough but is is the chemistry going to be there but I imagine when you play in a game like that a rivalry game that is so crazy and you come out victorious that has to do wonders for a team from a chemistry standpoint especially when you lose your goalkeeper right yes. so now your backup goalkeeper has to come in he stands on his head saves a penalty to win the game I mean you just had so many different little obstacles to climb and overcome within the game, let alone the tournament and let alone throughout the entire three-year process of qualifying for the World Cup. So absolutely, it brings the team together. But this team's got a chip on their shoulder, and I'm preparing to do the European Championships here starting on Friday. And the opening game is Italy versus Turkey. And Italy failed to qualify for the World Cup in 2018 for the first time in 60-plus years. They've gone unbeaten in 27 games. And so my point of that is there's a chip on your shoulder that's very hard to quantify when you have that kind of disappointment. And obviously the Italians missing the World Cup is exponentially more disappointing than the United States because of their history. However, the United States has an easier road to qualify. And so it's very hard to measure which one was more disappointing in the sense to the group of players. So, Michelle, to your point... They've got to have positive reinforcement that they're on the right track. This is a big one. Now, the Gold Cup coming up is not going to consist of a ton of those European-based players because they need a break. But World Cup qualifying is right around the corner. And different than last time, it's now three games a week versus two because of the pandemic and lost time. So the United States is going to have to get it together very quickly. This is only going to help that. 
ESPN's Taylor Twelman with us on 101 ESPN. Taylor, if somebody's driving down the road and they aren't familiar uh, on an intimate level with Christian Pulisic, if they if they don't know how good he is or how good he can be, answer that question for us. How good can Christian Pulisic be? Well, he could be arguably the best player to ever wear the United States men's national team jersey. However, there's a player next to him that is Giovanni Reina, and I think it's understated what he has done. He's already done more than what Pulisic has done at Dortmund at the same age. And so now you've got two real young, exciting, attacking players, and while Christian Pulisic gets the headlines, and I get it, he's the first American to play in the Champions League final and to win it, you've got him with Giovanni Reina and Weston McKinney, who's playing at Juventus. You've got three young players that are playing at the highest level with the likes of you know, Cristiano Ronaldo at Juventus, and you've got Conte at Chelsea, and then you look at Dortmund with Erling Holland. You've just got some young players, Randy, that could be really special. But right now, Christian Pulisic, rightfully so, gets the headlines. He's going to be the leader. But make no mistake about it, when you call me in 12 to 18 months preparing for this World Cup, I wouldn't be shocked if Giovanni Reina is on the same level. Taylor, how much does having Pulisic and Reyna, these stars in the game, and having a game like we saw on Sunday night, what does that do for the fan appetite for soccer in this country? Because I know a lot of people who aren't even necessarily soccer were were so into it. And then you have these these young stars, this emerging team. I feel like we've constantly said soccer is going to explode in America from a popularity standpoint, but I truly feel like that is true now more than ever. Yeah, I would agree with that, Michelle. You know, it's interesting. It's always interesting when people say soccer's going to blossom and come around the corner. And yet, when you look at television ratings, they they blow baseball out of the water. And with all due respect to hockey, regionally fine, Stanley Cup playoffs is different, but the regular season games, you're looking at the top six, seven games of the week in soccer are on the same level as hockey. And yet, what you're talking about is what, what transpires outside soccer in the mainstream of sports. U.S.-Mexico did that Sunday night. And I think what that does is it pinches every SEC football fan that tuned into that game saying, well, we missed the World Cup in 2018. You watch that, you see success, and then all of a sudden you say, oh, well, maybe we're turning the corner. So it's for the average Joe sports fan that watches that game Sunday night, sees the United States beat Mexico in an exciting thriller, sees a trophy, even though very few people understand what the trophy means and where it came about, it doesn't matter. It's just a real good reminder that the United States is coming out of that abyss of failing to qualify for the 18 World Cup, and there is some real hope with some young, good players playing at the highest level in the world that they may actually be able to make a run in the World Cup, but they've got to qualify first. You need to check out Taylor Twelman on Sports Nation on ESPN Plus. Follow him on Twitter, of course, at Taylor Twelman. Always great stuff. And we had Don Garber in town earlier in the week. He obviously is fired up about the St. Louis City SC. I know you are too. Yeah, Randy, it's a special moment. And now that you're starting to see the stadium come to fruition, uh, I you guys know how I feel about the city, but you also know how critical I've been of the city in growing it and becoming more progressive and inclusive and including all people around and soccer is the one sport that can really do that. But when that stadium's up and running, it's going to be the first team in major league soccer to have the entire headquarters training facility and stadium in downtown 
uh, I think it's going to be a special moment when it opens up in 2023. Looking forward to it. Always good to hear your voice, Taylor. Thanks so much for the time. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. All right. See you guys. See you later. Taylor Twelman, ESPN, ESPN Plus. And as he's mentioned, uh, he's going to do the European Championship starting on Friday. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.